this settlement that happened at the Public Service Commission that increased our residential rates 28%, Walmart, the federal government, the biggest refinery in the state, they're paying nothing in terms of their increases, very, very minimal increases. We've got to Mm -hmm. get away from this, like letting the wealthiest and the biggest corporations not pay their fair share. And that is really what the Republican Party and people like Ryan Zinke have become. They are purchased by the interest of the largest corporations. They will subjugate democracy to money. And I'm tired of it. That's why I'm running for office. So yeah. vote for me. <laughs> I, you make I a shall. strong case. I shall. <laughs> Welcome to Explore Big Sky with Hori Marmot, where we take you inside the stories that matter in Montana's Gallatin Valley. We are your hosts, Joe, Joe and Michelle Morton. You can leave them. That was not okay. I sang it. This podcast is almost never accused of being thought-provoking, but there's a first time for everything. Our guest today is former Olympic, and yes, I said Olympic rower, lawyer, and Democratic candidate for Montana's first congressional district. Monica Trannell. 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 I even wrote it out so that you could read it. I can't read. Pronounce it the correct way. Monica Trannell. Monica Trannell. Has a proven track record of fighting for justice and advocating for clean energy and our public lands. She's a Montanan through and through, which means we have basically nothing in common. But she agreed to talk to us anyway. Joe's just had a big cup of coffee, which is why he is talking with such enthusiasm. I feel like I always talk this way, Michelle. You I don't. Know don't. What you're you doing. are spazzing out to my left, but it's great. He switched his beef jerky breath for coffee breath, I and we're here for it. Beef jerky breath. It ever. smelled like beef jerky, and it was. It didn't make any sense because you hadn't eaten any. But here we are. Uh, it's a week after Thanksgiving, guys. Maybe we are composed of nothing but meat. I did have three pounds of beef jerky last night before bed that's it that was a mistake sweat meat sweats <laughs> all right so monica would be an amazing representative for us in washington dc yeah she is super sharp uh running for first congressional district in montana which is a brand new congressional district yeah, i understand 2023 january 2023 yeah so it's it's still got that new congressional oh, district smell no not gonna do it this time <laughs> No more singing. No more singing. You got um, mad at me. In this, this is a great interview. We've already recorded it, obviously, but uh, we learned a good bit about Monica's background and and her, her vision, vision for, Montana for Montana and her some of her views, views on, on the, the most, most pressing, pressing issues facing, facing our, our country. country. Oh my God! It's like we're the same person. Uh, Michelle's yeah, finishing even, my sentences. This not is even crazy. finishing them, starting them. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, it was a great interview. Please just take a listen. It's not long. You won't even lose. Uh, you won't lose your train of thought. And there's video no. um, of my mic being knocked down by my dog. So yeah, even if you, you want to see that, this is a, a good interview watch. to watch if you want to laugh at Michelle and me because our uh, children house and is dogs. Chaos. Yeah, we're humans. Yeah, with human things. You guys, I got something. What do you got to Michelle? talk about? Introducing Beringia, and I think I got that. I think I got the pronunciation right. That's how it's said. Beringia. We say it. Beringia. Bozeman's newest outdoor apparel store. Their beautiful, functional, technical apparel allows you to explore the outdoors in the most direct and unmediated fashion. 
Beringia. 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 They're having, they have a pop-up. I looked it up and it's a place in Russia. Beringia. Well, they have a pop-up shop right now in Bozeman. And that'll be this Wednesday through Saturday next to Treeline Coffee Roasters in the Northeast neighborhood. You can visit beringia.world slash pages slash Bozeman dash store for more info. You know what? I'm just going to drop that link in the episode description. Make you it should. You guys. And just in case you're wondering what Beringia is, oh, uh, when do, I Google it, tell. it is the former land bridge between Siberia and Alas. It just it says Alas. Over which Asian it's an animals. for Alaska. I was wondering Alaska. Yeah. But over which Asian animals and peoples migrated into North America. Hmm. Oh. All right. That's, that's great. Asian animals and peoples. Yeah. Well, that is definitely the the type of landmass that and I want associated you buy. with my outdoor apparel. Yeah. So I think perfect. you should wear a jacket that is associated with landmasses. Send me a jacket, Beringia. I will wear it. I would imagine it's cold there. Okay. Siberia? Yeah. No, to it Alaska? Cold. Yeah. That's a chilly walk. Yeah. Most, of, chilly the, hike most over. of the year. Probably not all the year. There's probably some warm times, too. Yeah, mild, mild, mild warm. Some mild times. Mild times. <laughs> All right, there anyway, you go. Beringia. Thank you, Beringia, for sponsoring this episode. And Burr. now, let's uh, let's get straight to it. Beringia. Okay. Let's talk to, uh, hopefully. I had a jacket who was a jacket, and uh, Beringia no was more his singing. name. We're, we're not going to sing anymore. R-I-N-G-I-A. Let's talk to future Montana congressperson, Monica Trinidad. warm, the jacket. Here we go. I'm glad you were able to pull off the interstate long enough to talk to us. It would have been dangerous to to have you on the road. Yes. I'm actually parked right outside the hockey rink because I had to drop my daughter off for her hockey practice. So the life of a hockey mom. Classic hockey mom. We understand. We understand the sports. Let's get right into it. Uh, Monica, I want to get the tough question out of the way early. Should Michelle and I buy a rowing machine? Yes. Ooh. See, I, I like that. You. Decisive. Yeah, thanks. I've been wanting one for a while, and I just needed that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, when, <laughs> obviously I'll, I'll when people... Your, I'll write the first three months of your workouts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That right. sounds perfect. I'll, I appreciate that. I mean, when people think of Montana, they think hotbed for pro rowing talent. Right. Uh, <laughs> so what led you to pursue rowing as a sport? Well, so, you know, I grew up in eastern Montana, and I learned to swim in Miles City in the Yellowstone River. And, you know, I really hadn't been around water at all. But I was outside all the time. And I just absolutely loved and am deeply formed by the natural world. So we used to go skating in the winter. We grew up ice skating outside, sledding under the northern lights. And, you know, it's just magical if you've ever been really away from all of the ambient light of the city out in the country. You know how magical that landscape can be. And so that's really, you know, what formed who I am and my deep love for the natural world. So When I got to Gonzaga University as a freshman, I was walking across the campus and there was a rowing shell and they said, do you want to try this? And I said, sure. 
And from the first stroke, I was in love. I was totally hooked on it. And it's really, if you've been in a canoe or a, or a kayak or any kind of small boat on the water, it's a very visceral, tactile experience. You can feel the water and you can go places that are quiet. I mean, I was rowing up at Salmon Lake this fall and it's so peaceful that, you know, all of the trees are turning yellow and it's just incredible. It's stunning. And so I think, you know, it was that it was a very natural draw for me. And, you know, it's also like you do the same thing over and over again. And I always tell people I'm, you know, I'm an endorphin junkie, not an adrenaline junkie. You never really go very fast in rowing. You're never out of control. And you have to work really hard for you know, your your endorphins. And so that was all a part of it. But another part of it to me was the incredible sense of being in a team boat. If you've ever been in a fast eight, it's it's magical. I mean, Boys in the Boat is coming out Christmas Day. I recommend everybody watch it. It's just the absolute sense of teamwork. It's really a true team boat, team experience. I, you know, I can't explain how much it feels, you know, you're always lifted up by your teammates and you want to exceed what you're capable of doing for your team. It's just a, it's a powerful motivator. That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned growing up in Montana. Uh, you grew up in basically every part of Montana. Do you think that's going to help you represent the <laughs> diverse interests and needs of Montanans when you go to Congress? I, I Yeah, I mean, I think really having walked all of the different sectors of, of this incredible state, we used to have this sort of longstanding joke in my team that I could find anywhere without a GPS. I'd say, where are we going today? And we'd jump in and I'd say, don't tell me, don't, you know, don't put the GPS, <laughs> I, I can find it. I got, and, I got it memorized. <laughs> well, usually I can, right? Like, it's sort of fun. But I think it, you know, I know the, like the classy basketball, I've played classy basketball, and I know the the gyms where the over and back line and the half court line, you know, they're, they overlap because the gym isn't a full court gym. And I just, but I also really appreciate the growth and the community spirit of Missoula and Bozeman and Kalispell and Whitefish and Hamilton. I mean, all of these towns that, you know, you got you to name every city. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great Falls, Billy, uh, Small City, Glasgow, Glendale. Uh, it's, it's so big. There's Colby. so many different types of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think at, at heart, what you find in Montana people is really the same. And what has drawn people, I mean, we do have this huge growth in population. And to people who've moved here, I say, welcome. Please get snow tires and learn to drive in the snow because that's not <laughs> that annoying. But I think Montana is big enough and big hearted enough to share. And I say, welcome, but don't bring the stuff that you left behind here. Um, you know, embrace what you're coming to with open arms and understand that our communities are very much about privacy and freedom. And what I hear is, you know, leave me alone. I don't care what yeah. you do. Leave me alone. And yeah. yes. so um, that's what I want my doormat to say. <laughs> 
but yes, no, that's a very Montana thing. Speaking of leave me alone, a lot of people have moved here and Montana has gotten a lot more expensive. Uh, is there something we can do to address the affordability with housing, healthcare, education, like all of the things that we, I guess, took for granted over the years, um, yeah. but that have become a little bit more expensive. Sorry, yeah, my dog's yeah. jumping up on me. That's all right. You guys can just both leave. My, my <laughs> child ran in the house. He was supposed to be on a play date. And then the dog. Anyway, it's fine. The, oh, the circus I will know. come in behind me. I, like, I'm here. I look, I'm in my minivan. So <laughs> <laughs> let's all just get, do our very best. <laughs> yeah, we got to survive going. My computer is rolling all over the place. So, um, yeah. So I, I think that the tension and the dynamic that we need to explore and work together as leaders and as a communities is, you know, the the resources that are moving and that are coming into Montana, um, you know, the growth and the investment, much of that's really good for Montana. I mean, we want our young people to be able to stay here. When I was growing up here, a lot of people, in order to get really great jobs, um, had to leave Montana. And so I think to the extent that we're bringing tech industry here, that we're bringing investment here, that we're bringing good, good paying jobs with local businesses, small businesses, I mean, I've had my own business my entire career. I'm a lawyer. I've had my own practice and I've been a, you know, I've made that work in Montana for my entire career. So I want those kinds of investments for Montana. That can be good. But I think we also have to understand that those pressure points that are really being placed on our communities that where people want to move in and buy a house and, you know, a lot of people are really being squeezed out. And so I think what we see that's not working, you know, our teacher pay is the lowest in the country. And, you know, a starting uh, teacher salary in Sealy Lake is $33,000. And last summer, there were four houses for sale there, all of them over $700,000. So that math doesn't work, right? And that's true in Bozeman. That's true in, that's true in Drummond. That's true across the district. So it's a, it's true across Montana. So we have to fund that gap. We have to figure out a way to balance that ledger on both sides. We have to pay our law enforcement, our teachers, the, the people who are the backbone of our community. We have to grow and invest in our middle class and make that, you know, make it possible for people to be able to live in an economy where things are costing more. Um, and so on the other side of it, we have to figure out a way to address the supply issues that are driving a lot of that demand and that growth. And a lot of that's happening. There are good things happening across the district. I've met with folks in Flathead County and Missoula and Gallatin. There are a lot of things um, going on. There is growth. There are buildings going up. There are multifamily um, buildings happening and so we're addressing the supply side of it as well. That doesn't happen overnight. And look, we didn't get into this overnight. This was a problem that was yeah. 40 years in the making before COVID hit. Then we were oh, yeah. one of the fastest growing areas during COVID. So it was just, uh, you know, it was um, the straw that broke the camel's back, really. Yeah, certainly accelerated the problem. And uh, real estate's one thing. Property taxes are another. Uh, I know... Montana's having issues with that right now. How? What's your plan? What? How would you reform our property tax system, make it more equitable for folks? Yeah, I mean, look, what happened this year is you had a, a 
supermajority, the largest majority ever in the history of our state legislature of Republicans. They had the largest surplus, $2.9 billion surplus. So supermajority, super, lots of money. And what do they give us? Uh, an increase in our property taxes and 12-year-olds having to pay to go fishing. And so, you know, if you don't like that, if you don't like high prices, if you don't like the rising costs, if you don't like increased property taxes, if you don't like your utility rates going up, the five-member um, commission at the PSC, all Republicans, and they have been for over 10 years, look who's hitting you on the head. I mean, at some point, you have to ask yourselves, who's hitting you on the head? And make them stop. And the way to do that is to vote differently. So, you know, these people are not serving our interests. So how do we address, what are the answers? How do we get stuff done? I mean, bringing money in, balancing the budget, living within our means, those are all important values that we have to pursue. Mm -hmm. So uh, cutting taxes for the very, very wealthiest, for the largest, um, you know, corporate incomes, this settlement that happened at the Public Service Commission that increased our residential rates 28%, Walmart, the federal government, the biggest refinery in the state, they're paying nothing in terms of their increases, very, very minimal increases. We've got to get away from this, like letting the wealthiest and the biggest corporations not pay their fair share. And that is really what the Republican Party and people like Ryan Zinke have become. They are purchased by the interests of the largest corporations. They will subjugate democracy to money. And I'm tired of it. That's why I'm running for office. So yeah. vote for me. <laughs> I, you make I a shall. strong case. I shall. Um, speaking of, of voting for you, um, Women's rights are near and dear to my heart, and it is no secret that the right to choose in Montana is under threat uh, for women, LB, LGBTQ plus people, and Native Americans. Do yeah. do you see a solution? <laughs> I mean, it go, kind of goes back to talking about how I grew up and the things that people moved to Montana for, right? That right to be left alone. That's a really, really powerful freedom, the freedom to be left alone, the freedom to live life on your own terms, that sense of privacy. You know, I don't care if you eat a vegan burger or, you know, a, a ground beef that, you know, you bought at the supermarket or something that you, you know, raised on your own ranch. You do that. You do whatever you want. You eat what you want on Friday night at the end of your work week. But, you right. know, let's leave each other alone. I don't want the government in my bedroom. I don't think it should be in yours. And the, oh. the other piece of that, uh, Michelle, that I think is really disturbing that I don't know that people are actually seeing and I'm hearing about it on my listening tour. I talked to the CEO of a rural hospital, but some of the impacts of this are that we're seeing um, doctors leave rural areas because they don't want the liability associated with caring for women who are, you know, going through a reproductive crisis or, you know, they, they need to make decisions for their own, to save their own lives. And so we're seeing the real consequences hit our rural communities. And then people have to go 200 miles to get a prescription, to get birth control, which... Right. By the way, you don't need a prescription for other kinds of things that you can just get over the counter. There are yeah. easy solutions to some of this stuff. And I think we just have to get our freaking noses out of other people's business. And their yeah. 
Yeah, no, the whole don't tread on me. It's, I love it when I see people driving around with those license plates that say yeah. don't tread on me, but they're anti-choice and anti all of the other stuff. It's like, no, don't tread on me either. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm also here. part of the stay don't tread. Mind, buddy. I'll stay in mine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for that. Uh, let's talk about very quickly the recent Northwestern energy rate hike that was approved by the Public Service Commission. Uh, are we looking at the new normal here? I hope Somewhere. not. It it does not have to be the it does not have to be this way. So that was a twenty eight percent rate increase, unprecedented, unprecedented rate hike, and they didn't have to do it. They did not have to accept that settlement. I filed a motion for reconsideration. I'm actively litigating on behalf of people of Montana, my client in that case is trying to fight that back. Um, They didn't have to accept that settlement. So we filed what's called a motion for reconsideration that's pending before the commission right now. We're asking the commission to take a second look and to maybe think about whether or not it's really, is it really a cost of service to give management these incredible bonuses when they've been hitting, missing their targets for years and years, and they admitted that. So we're paying for them to advertise. You know, when you drive around Montana and you see those 60% renewable energy, you see those billboards and those ads? Yeah. We're paying Mm -hmm. for that. We're paying for a monopoly (laughs) to advertise its services to us. And when I asked them under oath, why does monopoly advertise? They said, well... We think management is misunderstood and we want to feel better about our company. People see us as a dirty company and we want to feel better. Essentially, that's what they say. It's a little PR and we're pocketing that. We're paying for it. And we should. And and these five Republican commissioners said, yeah, that's a good idea to make Montanans pay for that. People who are struggling to get by every month, we have to pay for that. I don't think that's right. So I'm challenging it. I have been challenging it. And I tend to, you know, take this as far as we can on behalf of the people of Montana, because we shouldn't have to, we, you know, we shouldn't have to be held hostage to that kind of corporate greed. That's awesome. Not at all. We'll keep an eye on that. I know. As it develops. Well, you have got so many things that you're challenging right now. I feel <laughs> weird even asking you if you have any other major goals or projects that you um, hope to t- accomplish if you're elected. Well, I, I mean, I think there are a lot of specific pieces of legislation that I could run down. But I think in the larger buckets of things that I would say you know, we've got to get money out of politics. We just have to. I mean, Montana has a proud, strong history of campaign finance um, reform. And that was an issue that we have taken on for 100 years, getting money out of politics. And it was the uh, Citizens United case that forced us. We challenged that. Steve Bullock did. Um, Thanks, Steve, for taking that on. But, you know, money is really corrupting. And I think people just feel really disillusioned. But democracy is an amazing form of government. We have an incredible, incredible home and country. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of it. I mean, you know, when I competed in the Olympics, I was at the starting line. And I looked up at the leaderboard, it said USA. And that was me. And mm-hmm. I, I am so proud to be an American and to, you know, have represented my country at the highest level of international competition. We can do better. We can be better. 
let's be our best selves for a while. Let's try that and see how that works. I mean, (laughs) you know, we've done some great things. We can walk this back. So getting money out of politics, that is, I think that's job number one and really having truly a representative democracy where folks like me who learn to swim and ride a bike in Miles City, Montana can represent us in Congress. <laughs> Sounds well pretty said. good. Coming coming from a, a hockey mom sitting in her car. <laughs> in a minivan. <laughs> in a minivan. Thank yeah. you so much for giving us a little bit of time, yeah. uh, Monica. We wish you the best of luck. This is yeah. a great conversation. I loved the podcast you did with the park ranger. Um, oh, that guy's amazing. Yeah, Rich. Rich uh, Yaley. Yaley, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Rich Yaley. So we grew up going to Yellowstone National Park for vacations because we didn't have much money. And, you know, in eastern Montana, that was our that was our jam. So yeah. he was talking about Lamar Valley. And I just, oh. I, those are really special places for me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He's got a cool job and he's a cool guy. So thank you yeah. uh, and you're you're cool as well we, we're lucky we're, to have you yeah thank we you. are no we're we're extremely lucky to have you on so clearly we'll let you get back to your my brothers right <laughs> <laughs> you got a busy day well uh we will leave it there we'll talk to you soon and, thank don't- you so much explore big sky with Corey marmot wouldn't be possible without our sponsors if you would like our podcast Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Is that close enough? Uh, Is that it's such into a the good mic job. enough? No, that was great. Really close. 